Welcome back to Crick Cost Pod with your host Sam Crick and our guest this week is Neve Emerson. Neve, hello. Hey. <laughs> how are you doing? Good, how are you? I'm very well. Is this your first experience of a of a podcast, uh, either during lockdown or out of lockdown? No, so I've done, this is my third podcast. A veteran. And, You're a veteran. Um, yeah, so I've done two, well, this will be my second one in lockdown and then I did one ages ago, but I've gotten a lot better so you're in for treat. I've refined what I say so <laughs> the first time I did it honestly I listened to it back and I was like because <laughs> when I talk I'm, I'm like this crazy I'll go okay, from yeah. when I'm telling stories I'll start at A and get to like D and then come back to A and then <laughs> so I'm gonna try and ABC. <laughs> it's gonna be the power of the editing from my point of view then yeah. <laughs> that it's gonna make this a success <laughs> yeah. but yeah fantastic and I think um I mean, I don't want to dwell too much on the whole situation that we've got going on here. Um, but uh, but yeah, I think a lot of people maybe are getting into either doing podcasts or listening to them at least. Um, and I think it's a great way of, um, you know, either hearing someone's story and um, hearing a bit about you. But before we go on, um, just for anyone who doesn't know you, do you want to uh, deliver your pitch, um, your 30 seconds on, on Neve? <laughs> okay, so um, I'm 21 years old. Um, and I go to Loughborough University and study psychology. Um, I was the 2018 uh, Commonwealth Games bronze medalist in heptathlon, then the 2018 World Junior Champion, um, and then 2019 European indoor silver medalist in the pentathlon. Uh, then I missed 2019, um, the 2019 season through a partial patella tendon tear uh, in my knee, and then 2020 i missed because of coronavirus oh my goodness so yes wow fantastic what an introduction so not only are you a very experienced professional athlete but you also can read minds um from from your psychology degree i assume that's what it is is that pretty much what goes on in psychology not really (laughs) um i thought that too so i I came to i came to uni being like oh my god i'm so cool and then it's a the social psychology is a bit naff to be honest but then the um the actual brain and the biology sick i love that yeah and it's just quite hard but yeah it's good it's really good fantastic and uh and taking us back a bit maybe over the last 10 years when did your um your passion for for sport in general come about really so to be honest i've always been super sporty like forever literally forever um always had so much energy and potentially undiagnosed ADHD okay, <laughs> because <yeah. laughs> honestly I was a crazy child and my mum would just take me out for a run just to burn some energy and it, it was that then gradually I got into doing quite a lot of running with my mum and then I got to about nine years old and you can go to like athletics clubs and compete so I did that and then pretty much it was kind of the athletics club that made me do other events so on like a Saturday morning um I'd go to the track and they'd make you do like high jump and do like a rotation. And then I pretty much, I really liked high jump to be fair, but I was an 800 meter runner and that that was my thing. And like high jump got in the way, so I couldn't do that. And I took it very seriously from like nine to nine until 13. And then as I got older, I decided to, I wanted to do like like fun events. I wanted to do like a, a pentathlon. That's what it was when I was 14. And um, so I did that and it was really fun. And then pretty much it was just a natural progression to move to pentathlon and then after that heptathlon. So I started 
running when I was nine and then I started heptathlon training when I was about 14. Okay so. yeah and um, we have we're lucky enough to have some listeners that may not know too much about um, the multi events um, so yeah. just quickly what are um, the events that you take part in as part of the, uh, the heptathlon? Yes so in heptathlon it's seven events over two days you have um, the 100 meter hurdles, high jump, shot put, 200 and then we'll come back the next day and do long jump javelin and then finish with an 800 awesome and i find it fascinating always that there are you know with so many events in such a short space of time you have to have a certain skill set um you have to be able to sort of balance those different events what would you say a multi-eventer knows that a single event specialist doesn't know i think a multi-eventer would know how important it is to i'm not that's a really difficult question (laughs) i guess they would know okay so personally being uh, doing multi-events it's made me not overthink because you've got seven events you haven't got time to dwell so much on the fact that you can't properly i don't know get your foot in the exact position it needs to be to throw shot really far or like in an 800 um, the fact that I can't do my split in exactly this time, like there's no time for that. It's literally just very kind of like not overthinking and you pretty much take the basic fundamentals of every event and try and master the fundamentals and then you'll pretty much throw far. And I think that's potentially or run fast. So I think with a multi-eventer, they'll, well, the really, really good ones, I, I do think they don't overthink and they get their basics and then produce it whereas i think sometimes obviously the best single eventers will do the same but inevitably a lot of people get caught up in overthinking trying to master things that seem so important but in the grand scheme they're probably it's not so i do think that's probably the massive advantage fantastic and i think definitely um from a spectator's point of view the the multi-events it's it's fast it's you know um high energy high action so um, yeah, over that that two days, it's a bit of a it can be a bit of a roller coaster, really, both for the spectator and for the athlete. Definitely. Yeah, hundred percent. And in terms of your your experience, um, you know, you spoke through some of the uh, the accolades that, that you've had. What's been sort of your most memorable, or um, or maybe something that stands out over the years that that has been such a fantastic experience, whether that be the level that you performed at, or maybe um, from the team perspective. Uh, yeah what what was one of your one of your favorites so i'd say the commonwealth games in australia that was incredible and at the prior to going to the commonwealth games i genuinely thought like i can you hear the telephone going in the background nope okay no i can't okay i'll go i was just worried in case it ruined the podcast no no it's fine but i don't think anyone's gonna go and get it so can i like (laughs) run off really quick and and yeah no go go it's cool it worked okay one second (laughs) (laughs) my sister got it but basically no one answers the phone in our house because we know it's either my grandma or my other grandma so we don't answer the The phone the only two people that use uh telephones still so we we don't answer (laughs) i'd say my favorite experience ever and like best would be the commonwealth games in 2018 because i'd been to um i'd been to competitions uh, before that i thought were amazing and like wow but i think it was just another level compared to like junior levels it was a massive stadium like that but it was full and i was just like wow this is oh incredible 
yeah and it's so to be honest it was that and i look back on moments like that and it just motivates me so much because they're such like unique situations and and they they have quite a big effect on me so then i just think wow like it's, it's really cool and and as being um a, you know a young athlete at that stage um you know you've got your teammates and things like that who did you um sort of i guess maybe cling on to or who did you bond with over that that trip so it was quite funny because um there's so many different people there like especially commonwealth games like i i think it's similar to an olympics by the sounds of it like because there was a lot of old athletes who'd been like to many olympics like and, and seasons they'd done everything they were coming right to the end of the career and there was um people there saying this is the closest you'll get to an olympics but imagine this 10 times better and i was like wow yeah what? I was like, this is can't get better than this, surely. <laughs> Honestly, so there's so there's athletes like Martin Rooney, like Jack Green, like all these athletes that are like they're they've been to all the cons and they know everything. So people like me, I was just a bit like just asking them questions and questions and just trying to get to because everyone's really friendly. Then there's obviously the people that are like current and um, your your current people. So like Dean Asher Smith was there, so that yeah. was really nice. obviously she's the top of her game current, like. Um, and then you had the younger people like me, my first ever like proper senior. So you yeah. hang around with people you're in your room with. And I was in a room with Alicia, so and she's my friend anyway. And then Molly and Katie were in a room together. Who was Morgan in a room with? I can't remember. I think Morgan was either on her own or she was in a room with Dina. I can't remember. Right, okay. Um, Not a terrible roommate to have, I guess. I know. <laughs> Yeah, and what what does um what do you do in the downtime? Do you get there a couple of days before? Like for example, with the Gold Coast, you'd have to get there a couple of days before, right? Well, so this is the thing. We actually arrived four weeks before. Four weeks. Yeah. Oh, so sick. we arrived. <laughs> so imagine this. We arrived. <laughs> four weeks before the Commonwealth Games. So we lit. It was honestly crazy. So you get to know people really well. And basically, the routine was there'd be buses leaving in the morning going training. So you'd get on the buses and go to training and you'd have to like sign up to your buses and you have a team manager, they'll like talk to you and stuff. And then we'd go um, do our morning session. Everyone would train. Uh, we had a training track that was, um, we, this was in Brisbane, so this wasn't in the Gold Coast. Um, so we, our holding camp was Brisbane. And we also had, do we? So our team was just Team England because we're a massive team. Yeah. So we was also with like um, the boxers, uh, the rugby sevens everyone was in this massive hotel. yeah cool so so for the listeners the commonwealth isn't just you know an athletics where you'd have a world athletics championships or world championships you just got the athletics with the commonwealth it's literally like every country in the commonwealth doing every single sport that you would yeah. in the olympics as well so yeah you've got more than it's more than athletics isn't it yeah uh, yeah so th this is why i think it made it so amazing because and then obviously, and I haven't experienced the world champs. Um, so I didn't, don't have anything on the real big okay. compared to. So, um, so that was that in, in Brisbane. Then in, in the day, what we'd do is we'd um, train in the AM. Then some people are training the PM as well. So some people had double sessions. Um, but we'd, you'd come back, everyone would have the lunch all together. Then you'd go out and train, come back. And then we was, our hotel was literally right next to a beach in brisbane you could honestly do what the heck you wanted amazing we went and sunbathed like and we went and there was like dessert shops there was honestly you was left to do whatever the hell you wanted i'm sold i'm sold on it it sounds amazing honestly <laughs> and for an 18 year old girl who had been to 
juniors and juniors they're honestly you can't do anything they are right, just okay. checking you leaving the hotel At, like, like sort of parenting you and then you've obviously proper. yeah everyone's of, of a certain age anyway so exactly and then you'd end up having people sneaking out and like yeah classic you always get that but are you, are you gonna drop are you gonna drop anyone in it for us are you gonna <laughs> snitch on them? No, okay. <laughs> i was always asleep so i didn't know who was dropping who was running away did i all right i believe you neef that's fine but i can't even tell you who <laughs> ran off <laughs> but um yeah so obviously being on trips where you are monitored and parented so much to them just being like yeah go do what you want i was just like wow like what <laughs> Yeah, so last week we had uh, Guy Learmonth, and uh, Guy gave me. Um, I said, I said, Guy, next week we've got we've got Neve on. Um, what shall I ask her? And uh, and he said, Well, I'll ask her about the Gold Coast. And so uh, we talked a bit about the Gold Coast there. And uh, apparently, there's a story. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. of, <laughs> um, I'm just going to say one name, and I'm just going to say Luke Matthews and the Lost Wallet. Um, and what I'd love you to do is just explain a bit about that story, if you can. Oh my gosh. So basically, we all made friends with all the Australian boys. Standard. This sounds yeah. really, actually, they're just really fun people. And also the Australian girls, the younger ones too, as well. So some of the Australian younger, like for example, Celeste Mewtwo was in my heptathlon competition. So like that's how, kind of how I got to become friends with her. And then she's obviously friends with all them. And um, basically, so we was hanging around with them and some people already knew each other from like World Juniors and stuff. And it was the last night of my heptathlon. And I came back and me and Molly um, were like, okay, we need to go out because she just finished her competition too so we got ready and we was like where do we go and everyone was out basically because it's like a, a city type thing there was certain clubs everyone was going to but you had to like travel to get to them it was quite complex anyway and there's one club apparently Usain Bolt was in there whoa <laughs> yeah <Sick>. so then <laughs> so obviously me and Molly was like what the heck let's we go, go so to that one yeah where he was. and he wasn't competing I think he was just there to kind of promote the event and he, there he was in the corner of the club, just chilling. Uh, he had his own private bit. Like, oh, yeah. Just, you know, along with... Coffee. He had his own private yeah, set. Yeah, exactly. He was so shocked. It was just like sur absolutely surreal. And there was everyone out, like all these people. Like it, it was just crazy. And then you had your accreditation. And basically your accreditation was the thing that let you into the clubs. So does so that just, really go with your outfit? How does that go with your outfit? I'm just sort of thinking like, you know, the process that you're going through, you're going through so much effort, you, you know, you're looking your best. You're out in the Gold Coast in Australia and you're just like, right, I've got to put a lanyard on now. It's ridiculous. Honestly, that's exactly <laughs> what it was. So everyone, so we all, we all put our accreditations like this because this is oh, all yeah. of this. So you had it um, like a, uh, what, like a what do they have, the sachets? Mm -hmm. in, uh, no, they don't call them sachets, do they? What is it is a sash, um the thing yeah. we put your on yeah that's it and they, um if you win a beauty contest or something it says yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> one of those so we, we had those or or you could have it so basically the thing was as well it had a um compartment in it because you had a picture in it and it was like a pouch type thing but only if you really investigated so it was perfect for me because i opened it put a lipstick in it put my yeah so it was basically a handbag like this it was great <laughs> so anyway we goes to um the club where Usain Bolt is and we was like oh my god Usain Bolt's in the club it was crazy anyway then we all left 
and basically Luke was uh, with us as well and we left and went to the beach and basically he dropped his wallet from somewhere from the club to the beach and there was about 15 of us something like that right yeah. we also went to mcdonald's and then from mcdonald's basically was just walking around because you have to walk back to the hotel like, and all that because at this time like the all the transit stuff anyway so um yeah he lost his wallet and we spent oh my god so long looking for this wallet and we we had to get um the because there was like security people around and everything honestly trying to find his wallet and it was because he was it was really drunk as well so then it was just a running joke where's my wallet and the next day we went to that beach to just um you know like just go to the beach but it was just me uh it was just the england team we wasn't with those guys and um everyone was still looking for his wallet and still to this day no one's found his wallet Amazing. and it was just a really it like obviously when you talk about things it, they don't sound that good now but like <laughs> yeah you had to be there yeah sorry guys sorry guys listen as if you if you know if you wanted to find the humor in that story you, you just had to be in the gold coast going to clubs <laughs> with usain bolt you just had to be there <laughs> to be fair i love telling people that like honestly that's my one thing that if i never be it ever in my whole entire life i'll just say I was the opposite <laughs> side of the club yeah <laughs> I was I was just looking over <laughs> but, awesome fantastic <laughs> what that sounds like a that sounds like a properly good experience like you know how old are you then 18 yeah I was 18 that's mental so you get literally was it your first time in Australia as well yeah for, yeah wow what a time I to be alive be. I know because everyone else was like oh you're such a baby so everyone was just telling me everything like don't do this do that do this and I was like okay okay yeah what sort of uh, advice did you get you might have you know you got different different personalities different characters um were there some people that were like uh veterans that had been there and and uh, were telling you certain stories what what had you sort of heard from um from those that had been there and done it before yeah so mainly it was kind of just talking about like just really make the most of this experience to be honest it was all kind of just really nice comments just stuff like that because they just said like just really appreciate this and be in the moment right now because like it it goes and then you go back to your normal life and, and everything's just normal and like that's exactly what happened and I feel like now looking back it does make you really appreciate it. it was so amazing and even in the moment I was so appreciative of it and I think like I'm so happy that I made the most of the experience to be honest. Like another question I've got for you is if you weren't doing multi-events, you said you started out doing, um, so you enjoyed the high jump and the 800, right? Um, so if you weren't doing multi-events, what either event were you doing? Or if you weren't doing athletics, what would you, what would you been doing? So what if I didn't do multi-events, what event would I do? Yeah. Yeah. So I was asked this question the other day and I genuinely think I'd do 400 hurdles because okay. I don't think I could just drop down to one event in the heptathlon. So I couldn't just do one field event and I couldn't just do a track event. I don't think because if I just did like running, like I, I love it and I always have when I was younger, but now I'm so used to just doing everything. Yeah. That I think I would just get a bit bored. So I think I would probably do four hurdles because it's kind of like a field event and a track event. I love it. Yeah. It's, um, cool. I mean, it, for, for club sport, like grassroots, it's, it's always the one where like, for example, I do steeplechase. So 
if you're if you're a steeplechaser you're always doing the steeplechase and you're always doing like the four hurdles basically um yeah. and i really like it um because i'm not fast enough on the over the four flat but you, you can do all right on the hurdles yeah i completely agree like i think the four hurdles is great because exactly i'm not fast enough for four flat and for 800 i think you've got the girls the the ones that can just churn out miles they yeah, feel like a four hurdles it's great that's the event yes and i think that's probably why i got into the steeplechase to start because not many people do it um but the you know the, the top the, the top 10 i guess in in the country will be a massive distance away from you know the top 50 yet with like a a main well a main event um like a an 800 or, or a 400 you'd have a lot less gap um if you get what i mean so yeah. the guys that do it are pretty good at it um but then there's not many people that do it so get lots of different opportunities of that but um but that's no, awesome also you've got to remember there's a lot of skill in it like hmm. so e even so like you you're knackered and then you've got to jump over a barrier like yeah it, it actually you can't take away from the fact it's probably harder yeah and if you are knackered and you don't jump over that barrier you're gonna look a tip so <laughs> but, um I've, I've actually had my <laughs> i had my first uh full i think everyone if you do hurdles or whatever then you probably had your first like bad touch, ball. I need to touch some wood because I haven't. Yeah. Oh, have yeah. you not? Oh, okay. Shouldn't have said that. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so um, in terms of your um, support, um, your label is Nike. Am I correct? Yeah. And, uh, and how's that experience been for you? Like obviously Nike, a massive, massive company. Um, yeah. And especially with the heptathlon, you get, I guess, loads of kit. So how, yeah. how's that? I, for me, that would be like the best thing. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. And I think I, I've never re, I've never taken it for granted. I don't, I, I really hope I haven't because like, it's just amazing. Like, and when you go and like, I don't know, look online and try and like buy shoes, they're just so expensive. And I'm just yeah. thinking it's crazy. And, and then I'm there and I just get brand new shoes and, and, and amazing clothes. And it's funny because I'll like go on a night out and I'll be wearing like a, or I'll be going, I'll talk about this tonight, it's not like I go out loads. <laughs> like I literally haven't Own been it. out. Own it, yeah. <laughs> no, I haven't though. I mean, we're in May and yeah. I've been on two nights out since October. So like, just to clarify, <laughs> seven months, two nights out, that's pretty good. October as well. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> was it worth it? Was it worth it? No. What was, oh. And I didn't even drink. Crazy. But um I forgot what I was saying. Oh yeah, Nike, yeah. So um I was like I go out, I don't know, I'll go to like um to a restaurant or something or mm. and I'll be wearing this uh, a dress and it just looks like a normal dress, I'll have a jumper on top. And then I take my jumper off and it's got a Nike tick and everyone just laughs at me They're like, Neve, you're going out and you're wearing Nike and I'm like, Yeah <laughs> I don't have any other clothes. <laughs> I was like, honestly, I just find the concept of going online and buying things I just it's weird like it's just weird for me it's it's really honestly I love it it's amazing to be honest yeah it's unreal um <laughs> I was uh I was thinking so when we were up in Loughborough um uh, Bobby Clay had a uh, like a kit drop right and she was like um I was like oh that hat looks nice <laughs> and she goes um she goes oh I've ne never worn it I never wear it I was like oh okay and she was like, do you want it? I was like, yes, yes, I do. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> my training partners love, love me because I, and, and my housemates. I hope I listen, that's not just, I hope they do like you as a person as well, not <laughs> just because you've got these big boxes of clothes. Yeah. 
no 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 but it's funny because i'll say to them i'll just be like guys come here and they'll just come in i'm like this is this is ringing you. ringing a bell or something and then ding, 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 they just all run through the door honestly. and they're like no honestly it, but i also i just love it because like for all my friends birthdays i just get the night stuff and it's so cool like it's just really, like honestly all of my um any bit of like my budget that i have i don't buy myself anything i just buy all my friends there. it's really cool that sounds sick <laughs> quality um awesome uh so neve um we're gonna ask you some quick fire questions a little play on word on quick fire they are shorter questions however they can be answered in any depth that you wish the first question most importantly how many times has someone spelt your name wrong oh my gosh i'm gonna say a thousand and what's the worst spelling of your name that you've seen n i m p h nice and that was my old high jump coach (laughs) oh dear (laughs) and i'd go get my stretch sheet off him and and he'd say that on the top and i'd be like thank you and i I never have the heart to correct people because i don't really care honestly they can call me what they want like i just i don't i'm quite i'm quite lucky it's quite an easy name i don't think anyone's getting it wrong (laughs) and if they are i will have a word because you know they (laughs) they do need some help yeah Who's, um, who's the most famous person that you've had a uh, conversation with? We talk about Usain Bolt over the other end of the club. I didn't talk to him though. No, that's um, Oh my God. Probably Jess Ennis. Yeah. I'm a favourite. That's cool. Um, and, uh, and have you ever been like spotted in public? Have you had that, you know, that um, like, no. I don't know what it's called, fan. fan <laughs> no. Like, at, at an athletics competition, like I have young girls coming up to me. Um, which is really cool and I honestly love it because it like honestly like five years ago maybe even six years ago like that was me like going up to people yeah, and just awesome. so I honestly love it and, and I, I just love it and I'm like hi and I was like I remember when I was like you <laughs> so cool I'm real and obviously a, a massive inspiration for them as well like if you're competing at an event that they're doing like whether that be um you know a club event or whatever I think it's I think it's mm-hmm. awesome what's your most indulgent so you talk about we're not um spending too much on clothes what's your most indulgent purchase oh um to be honest i don't i don't really buy designer things i love handbags but i asked for them for my birthday okay yeah standard (laughs) i'm a bit too stingy like um um, to be honest i don't buy designer things but i'm but i do and i never i never internet shop i never buy things like but then when i do i do so like i'll have phase my sister laughs at me because we have phases where we'll honestly not buy we'll just wear our old clothes forever and ever and ever then one day bam brand new wardrobe bought everything in the shop not everything but do you know what i mean and then we won't buy anything again for another six months so it's like i just bulk buy a lot of crap opposed to like one amazing i don't know yeah a bit boring that's all right i don't think you're boring it's been great fun (laughs) (laughs) brand new wardrobe bosh done nice <laughs> love it um over i said i wasn't going to talk about covid but classic um what's basically what have you done to pass the time um have you have you got tiktok have you been on tiktok yeah yeah of course you have <laughs> i have but at the same time i'm not very good at it because i can't dance so like, yeah but i've i've also looked at videos on tiktok and there's probably millions of people that can't dance neve so i wouldn't worry, <laughs> worry too much about I, it i know but like so I, i'm not i don't really like i love looking at people's tiktoks but i'm not a very good creator 
but my sister's amazing. My sister's TikTok is so cool, and like, I don't understand how she got like the cool jeans. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Oh, it's so ridiculous. annoying. See, I've got a younger brother, right? And uh, and he's a nightmare. Like, you know, really good looking and clever and stuff. <laughs> That's it, really. It just pisses me off. <laughs> <laughs> and he uh, he's he's on TikTok, but he doesn't post any videos. So like, I post a few videos, and he'll take the piss. And I'll be like, well, where are your videos? He's like, well, I'm not posting any videos. I'm like, yeah, but you're watching everyone else do it. Hypocrite. I don't post, but I just take the makeup people. I'm like, well, I take the makeup Kate. <laughs> TikTok, but then also I'm a little bit envious because I wish I could do that. It is a bit <laughs> addictive, to be fair. Um, but yeah, ridiculous at the same time. Pretty fun. Um, how do you? How would you make a cup of tea? This is quite important, right? So obviously on Critcast Pod, you know, we ask the big, big questions. So yeah, how, what's the process of uh, making a cup of tea? Firstly, I hope you like tea. I love tea. Oh, good. good. <laughs> I have about, honestly, so when I'm bored and it's before bed, I could have like three just before bed, which is really good. good start. And then in the day, probably like four. But on an average, I probably have about six cups of tea a day. So, right, we've got an experienced tea drinker here, guys. Yeah. So, yeah. right, controversial. It's not the way I would want to make it, but it's the way I do make it. And, right? what, oh, and what tea bags as well. Oh, um, Yorkshire, Yorkshire tea. Okay, cool. There's, there's no doubt in that. I had to get my friends to swap their tea to, from PG Chips to Yorkshire. <laughs> Not acceptable. Honestly, <laughs> to be fair, PG Chips isn't bad, but like the Tetley and all that. Yeah. Not for me. Typhoo? Piss off. No chance. <laughs> Wait, what tea do you have? Uh, to be honest, I think we do have PG Tips, but we've had um, Yorkshire, Go Yorkshire Gold previously, and it's. Uh, it's definitely elite. It's elite yeah. level. It's good. Oh, I don't even get the. I don't even go the gold. I just go the Yorkshire. Oh, but I'm gonna try and off. But so basically, controversial. But I put the milk in first. I, I know that's bad. No, 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 Brand no. I know. That. It's because I'm lazy. Because so right, we don't. Our kettle broke. Okay. That's not ideal. No. So the kettle's broke. So we're using a kettle you put on the stove. <laughs> oh wow! Fuck! How do you have six cups of tea a day? That must take like an hour to boil exactly so it takes a good five minutes four minutes to boil and i only only if you put hardly any water in if i'm making if we're making a family cup of tea for like four or five people oh my yeah. god it takes 10 minutes you gotta anyway, so, you gotta book it in and you know start boiling the day before yeah exactly and i can't sit around waiting for things to happen so like i can't i have to do things so like let's say i'm traveling on a train i can't just sit there and ride on a train i have to be working or okay. reading can't so have to double task do a multitask so what i'll do is while i'm waiting for it to boil get everything ready so i have to pour my milk in then i put my tea bag in but then because i like it really strong i have to leave my tea bag and the milk in the cloudy like disgustingness for mm. ages like you know walk around the kitchen a bit more then when i come back it's perfect okay Interesting. If I was going to do it myself, I would just do the the tea bag and the. If I was going to do it without stupid kettle, I'd do the tea bag and the water and, and then the milk. Um. See, I don't consider myself an expert. However, um, what I would suggest is that you um you buy a new kettle. <laughs> I know. It's my parents' house, you see, <laughs> and we've been want, we've been needing to get a new kettle for so long. But we're quite adjust to this life, you know, and we quite <laughs> like it. It's, it's, it's all right, you know. It's to, well, if there's ever a time that you need to waste time, it's with this new terrible kettle that you have. <laughs> For anyone interested, this is how you should make a proper cup of tea. Um, you have the tea bag 
in the in the cup you then pour the water in yeah you leave the tea bag in you pour the milk through the tea bag stir it round take the tea bag out put it in the bin insert sugar if you want but i don't really know but it's my preferred way but i don't do that fascinating fascinating and um and neve what is the best advice that you have been given oh um i've been given a lot of advice by quite a lot of people the best advice i've ever been given is i said that um what happens if you like peak too early what happens if i peak like right now i don't know and somebody said to me it was it was fuzz actually it was morgan's hydrant coach he said um but who cares if you peak right now? And I was like, what do you mean? And he was like, genuinely, if you're at your peak right now and you're like the best of your game right now, you've, you've, you've just come second at like Europeans. Like, that's amazing. I was like, oh yeah. And he was like, why don't you just put everything in and just peak just whenever you peak? And I was like, oh yeah. And he was like, people are so obsessed with peaking. Like I need to peak on my 26th birthday or I need to be, I need to PB when I'm 27 and then go to the Olympics actually just peak when you're 21 and go to the olympics or for example peak when you're 17 and break all the records english schools and win english schools that's an incredible achievement yeah so i think and when he said that to me it, i was like wow and then ever since then i've just been like i'm gonna put 100 percent effort into right now do the best i can right now and then if that's my peak then that's i'm pretty happy with it do you know yeah. what i mean yeah like don't go mental but put no, you know put the effort in um, and I think, you know, two things that stand out is, you know, trust the process, but also okay. if you've got a talent, like you don't know what's going to happen in the future. Like say you wanted to peak, like you wanted to peak for English schools or bucks or whatever this year, yep. you just wasted it, didn't you? So, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like as, as yeah, as someone competing, you but don't really, know what's going to happen. I think you have to take everything with a pinch of salt as well. So like by saying throw everything at it, obviously like everything has to be measured and it is play the long game. I can still stand by that massively and I still want to gradually improve. Definitely. But I think the whole, just like take advantage of what you've got right now. And just, so yeah, that was really, really um, hit. That was good advice. Yeah. Good advice there. And um, just to flip it on its head to be a bit different. What's the worst advice that you haven't been given? Oh, I wouldn't say it's worse, but like I remember going into the um, World Juniors in 2018 and I remember just before the competition, somebody said to me, they was like, well, I'm a little bit concerned because you are going to compete. And what happens if you put this? This is the day before the competition. What happens if you go hide up tomorrow and your foot just cracks? And I was just like this. Thanks for that. <laughs> honestly so it's not really advice but like the word and i was just like my heart sunk i went into a complete overthinking overdrive mode and i was like oh my god this is crazy and then i had like a few phone calls with a couple of people and kind of got over it and i was like you know what at the end of the day if i don't give it 100 percent tomorrow i'll either perform bad i'll either crack my foot or i'll pb so it's like yeah well, you, you, you might you, you'd regret not going 100 all in because then you'll just be thinking oh what if massive I mean, imagine if you just put no effort in like when actually down the line i didn't need the operation on my foot i didn't my foot was completely fine because it was a dormant stress yeah. response it had been diagnosed wrong so like it's fine get on with it as long as i do my rehab and like my mechanics are really good and i'm still rehabbing that now but it's just like part of my week so yeah 
standard wow that just sounds like the worst timing why, why would someone say that <laughs> they, they were saying it from like a they, they said it with good intentions and i do believe that like from a like a looking after you just like yeah just be careful sort of thing is it but how they said it i assume they just didn't think before they said right, it. okay yeah wow. fascinating um and i think the last question i'll probably think of some more anyway um oh. is uh is if you could get anyone on this podcast um who would it be and why oh um well anyone in the world yeah why not i'll just message him <laughs> <Do you have them? laughs> yeah i'll just do it who cares <laughs> okay, okay, okay. um rihanna yeah let's get rihanna on the podcast cool see it's interesting you say she actually messaged me she said like sam look i've, I've seen your podcast it's got over 200 listens incredible right and uh, and i really want to be on it and i said no nah, it's more than that and then i said i said to her i said um i said look rihanna look i'm really busy at the moment i'm really busy I, look i i appreciate that you've got a lot to say but i don't think we can have you on the pod just yet but neve if, if she's your pick then we'll have to send her a message let her in <laughs> see if she's got any uh, free time <laughs> get her on a zoom call can you imagine that in my brother's bedroom try it because which is an absolute tip and rihanna just gets on the phone try it see what she's like she won't oh, okay yeah just do it just do it nice see product placement just do it um neve thank you so much for joining us it's yeah, been right. an absolute pleasure to have you on um the podcast uh, we really <laughs> hope that you enjoyed it as much as i did yeah definitely and uh and guys that is it for episode 12 of critcast pod um if you've got any ideas of who you would like on the next podcast then please drop us a dm slide in those dms in uh, on instagram um critcast pod or you can even email us you know if you're of a traditional mindset critcastpod at gmail.com or send us a letter nah, actually nah nah don't worry and then uh yeah guys have a fantastic week thank you very much for listening and we'll see you on the next podcast. Neve, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Bye.